Taylor Persons, welcome to the program, sir. Uh, you were a teammate of my brother's, Joey Brunk, Poland last year, so it's cool to have you on the show, man. To get to talking about your basketball career, sir, I always ask players this. What's your earliest memory when you think about the game of basketball? Probably when I was about four or five years old, my dad, I did like, it was like at the YMCA, it's called Little Dribblers, and uh, they used to, the, it's, it's actually kind of a bad memory. They, my dad, uh, picked me up and took me to hit on the rim and let go of me. And I fell down and hit my head and <laughs> bruised my eye right before pictures and everything. So yeah, that's my first memory. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to bring up a sore moment for you, buddy, but, um, that was a good one though. Uh, so wh who were some of your favorite, uh, players growing up as a kid? Uh, definitely my favorite all time is Reggie Miller, obviously being from Indiana. So yeah. that, that's who I grew up just watching 11 Jermaine O'Neal, um, but now I would say growing up into high school and stuff, it was LeBron, love LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, he, he's hard to beat. And, you know, I'm, I'm coming up on 29, almost 30. And, wow, okay. uh, it's, it's hard for me to believe that LeBron has been dominating the NBA since I was like in sixth grade and I'm almost 30 years old, you know, he's been doing it forever. Uh, we'll get into your international experience. What are all the different places that you've uh, played at this point? I played in the Netherlands, Germany, Poland, Hungary, and uh, France. So, yeah, I've been quite a few places. <laughs> and I know that, you know, it's not the NBA where players sign multi-year deals. But, I mean, yeah. is that is that kind of how it goes where you're in a certain place for only a, a fixed amount of time? Yeah, yeah. It's usually just one-year deals. I mean, sometimes it's signed two or plus. but. Okay. Yeah, it's just you kind of go and change each place. It'd be nice to sign for a couple of years, though, at one place, you know, for my family and stuff. So, what about like a, a language barrier? I know that a lot of folks in Europe speak English, but that has to be something you run into. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, obviously, they're not speaking English that like you're accustomed to, but you kind of figure out how to speak without even uh, using language. So, it's, it's a good. <laughs> Kind of a good skill you get to learn. Well, and um, you do have a family to, to this point. I know that you have, uh, is it a little boy? Yeah, a little boy. It's two-year-old Pax. Yeah, man. Uh, I can tell he's already attached to, at the hip with you. But um, yeah. I'm just asking, because there are folks that have kids. I mean, how does that complicate raising a family, you playing internationally? Well, it's good for me. Luckily, my wife, you know, she has a lot of... Uh, you know, she does a lot for our family and allows, you know, she comes with us with him. And so, you know, I'm blessed to have her, you know, honestly, but it's been easy for us because, you know, we just go with the flow and just adapt to where we're at and, you know, enjoy life. And, yeah, um, you know, here soon he's at the age where he's going to be learning language. So maybe he'll be able to learn multiple languages and everything. That'd be <laughs> awesome for him. And so, uh, yeah, it'd be cool. It's been good. It's, it hasn't really been too complicated because I have a great wife. Yeah. Well, and one thing I thought about too with that man took it right out of me. Kobe Bryant, you know, grew up in Italy with his dad playing internationally. Um, I, is there any particular language that you would want your kid to pick up in addition to English? I mean, yeah, it, obviously it would be nice to have like something that a lot yeah. of people speak, like Spanish. It's it would be cool, something like that. But who knows? Right. Uh, I, I don't care. Hopefully I can get to a place where I play in a country for multiple years. So it make it easy. Right. Right. Yeah. And um, 
what's the typical process for a player? I mean, around this time is when you're kind of fielding offers to see what the next chapter is, right? Yeah, you just kind of wait. It's been uh, right now is really the time that you're going to get most of your offers for a majority of players. You know, a lot of guys may have signed earlier, but right now is the real time in July, the middle kind of. So, yeah, just kind of wait and see what's the best offer and make a decision based off what you, you know, you get offered. So, well, sometimes it's hard to, uh, you know, understand the concept that like when you're a professional athlete, your body is sort of you're living. <laughs> it helps you yeah. make money. So, I mean, you're scheduling all your own workouts in the off season to try to yeah. stay in shape and stuff. Yeah. Just, uh, I, I train, you know, twice a day, every day, and then get lifting in three or four times a day. Yeah. It's, it's a lot on the off season. It's kind of <laughs> working out more than you are honestly during the year, trying to prepare for the long 10 months and also seeing your family and enjoying the time while you're home. But yeah, I've been pretty busy playing, you know, with the Dizzy Runs, City League in Indianapolis, uh, Legends League in Anderson. And now this week I'll play on Friday, you know, for the uh, the TBT in Xavier for the okay. Fort Wayne Championship. So Very cool. It's been pretty busy, fun. And, and I know there's different tournaments that go on. There's different functions that allow players to get some runs in. But how do you get involved in, like, the basketball tournament and get your name in there with the team? Well, uh, you know, they, they have a their GM, Garrett. He I've known him for a long time, and I, he's asked me to play. And, you know, I've had good success with them throughout the years, so it's been a lot of fun to play with them. And uh, so I just got that connection. They're in Fort Wayne, so it's not too far, you know. So right. it was uh, – they just reached out, and I've had a good, you know, relationship ever since a couple years ago. Well, and, um, again, you're, you're from Kokomo originally. Uh, yeah. Went to – Northern Kentucky for the first yes. year of yes, your college basketball career. Um, yes, you were the freshman of the year uh, for your conference that year uh, and still yeah. decided to transfer. Uh, any particular reason why? Yeah, my coach got fired. That was the main oh, reason. Right. So, yeah, obviously, kind of, I, I, I thought about staying, you know, but uh, kind of wanted to see what's out there. And then, you know, obviously end up choosing Ball State, which I'm happy I had a really uh, – Good experience. Obviously, wish we would have made the tournament, but learned a lot about what I wanted to do for the rest of my life for basketball and being a professional. What did you major in, in addition to being an athlete? Uh, communications and stuff like that. I mean, I had <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had other, you know, a lot of minors and other stuff, but yeah, communications. I, I was going to ask, man, because with that Letterman school, it's hard to turn down. Uh, I was do, I was going to do TCOM, but it was a little challenging with the time and everything because that's what they're known for, telecommunications. So All it's right. been uh, – I, I just chose the other route, but it's, it was a great school. Yeah, um, and I did radio and TV for uh, UND. So, you know, this is just old hat for me doing, doing conversations yeah, yeah, yeah. like this. But um, once you got to Ball State, you – hit the ground running uh, to go through some of your stats here. You were the first player in ball state history to have a thousand career points and over 400 assists. And I mean, that, that shows you're not only scoring the basketball, you're trying to distribute it to other folks. So, I mean, is that part of your, one of the goals that you have in every game is to get others involved too? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, yeah, I think that's what I'm best at. I feel like I'm like the best playmaker. I can do both. I can score a lot and then I can, yeah, high assist. So, honestly, I think that's what makes me the player I am today. And I definitely try to 
get my teammates involved because I'm the point guard and make sure. But at the end of the day, like in crunch time and stuff like that, I like to be, you know, you know, they know what time it is with, you know, me trying to score and stuff like that. But yeah, it, it, you know, it's been successful for me, but I, yeah, that's, that's kind of my mindset, you know, trying to do both at a high level. And I think that's what I do. Feeling that uh, LeBron influence too, trying to do a little bit of everything. Yeah. yeah that's always been how I wanted to play. Like I always try to get on the glass rebound, just do a little bit of everything, but definitely scoring and getting others involved is something I think I'm pretty good at. And really something good at. that, um, LeBron talked about it's not just knowing when to pass, but where to put the pass in, in a player's yeah, yeah, hands. Yeah, put like, for, for yeah. sure. How often is that where, like, man, you got me right in the shooting pocket or I need it to be a little higher? I mean, you have to sort of know that in the back of your head with each teammate, right? Yeah, for sure. Even just to go with Joey and playing with him in Poland, I know where he would like to have the ball versus the other big that played. Yes, you got to kind of fill out your players and understand what's going to put them in the best, you know, situation for them to score and be successful. You know, that's like thinking the game and next level, you know, that's what, you know, separates players, you know, like LeBron, he's thinking like that all the time. It's hard to do that, you know. Um, it's easier to have Joey as a teammate than against you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's, I love Joey. He's one of my favorite teammates ever for sure. Um, and to me, you know, Joey, for real, uh, no bias here, is a great guy to practice against because he's just relentless. I mean, how how does, you know, the, the ability to play hard and practice translate to games? I think sometimes that kind yeah, of gets Jojo, lost in the shuffle. He, yeah, he he's an animal. And I love him because I'm competitive and I try to get under his skin, you know, and try to be competitive <laughs> to him and he gave it right back and that, you know, that's just challenging each other. And he's, he don't take practices off, you know, even when he's hurt, each push through. I have so much respect for him, but I'm glad that he, you know, had this year to learn, you know, how, you know, good he is still a basketball because he has a lot of good years ahead of him. How much trash talk goes on Taylor in a game? I mean, uh, if I'm involved, probably a lot. <laughs> I mean, I, it just depends on how the game goes. You know, I'm not, trying to initially at first, but just how the game competitiveness and stuff. Okay. Yeah. I, you're not an instigator. <laughs> you're, you're just, you're clapping back if you need to. At that I point. could be an instigator in some situations, maybe. I'm not going <laughs> to plead the food. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> um, you know, one thing that uh, I've always tried to watch when I'm seeing a shooter is, how quick their release is and how high their release is. Um, mm. When you're being defended heavily by somebody who's trying to knock down your shot, what are you looking at to try to get over that defense? I'm trying to, uh, I'm looking for like how I can get the, you know, the space to get my shot off, you know? So I do a lot of, you know, you know, fakes and try to, you know, time them up where they're not being able to block my shot, but, Definitely just trying to gauge where they're at, hands. But when you catch it, sometimes you got to release it fast, so you just got to let it go. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, does hand placement really matter? With, with On the ball, the ball or what? On the ball, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I always got to – all my fingertips. Like, I always catch it and have the ball laces and all that. It's just natural for me, you know. Yeah, okay. It's, you just play so much, you just do it nonchalantly. What would you say is the thing that – 
you've worked on the most? What skill set? Probably my shooting for sure, or ball handling, or honestly everything. I I I mean, shooting is what I work the most at because I need to always improve and get that confidence or repetition. But you know, reading situations, ball screens, different moves, different kind of one leg floaters. Because I like to try to my game. I play you know floaters off the glass stuff that's kind of hard to do and because I practice it all the time you know I just work on it constantly so it's easy for me what do you think of Luka Dakic uh, I, I mean I love his game I think I you know I, I try to base a lot of stuff that I do like how he plays because he's not ultra athletic he's physical but he's deceptive like he can really be you know he he has a good first step and stuff like that so just yeah. use my body, get angles, and finish in different ways to get people off balance so they can't block my shot. Well, and, and you see, uh, you know, Carmelo Anthony put up the three fingers, tap tap the side of his head. Uh, when, when you drill a three, do you have a typical celebration that you do? <laughs> no, I'm probably – it just depends on the – if we're talking crap, you know, I might look at the guy. It just depends. It just depends on how the game's going, maybe. <laughs> They just run down there, you know, just act like nothing happened. Now that might be my first one. You ever uh, silence the crowd with a shot? Yeah, I think a lot in my life, actually. Uh, <laughs> that's what I love to do. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta quiet the haters out there. You know, you gotta calm everybody down and let them know. Yeah. Uh, what about a buzzer beater? Has that ever happened? Yeah, actually, I had. Uh, you know, in college, I hit one against Notre Dame and then against the next game back-to-back against Valpo. I've had a lot of those in my career, the game winning. I kind of, since I was a little kid, always been the guy that wanted to shoot the last shot. Always, You always practice that in the driveway, you know, like <laughs> yeah. three, two, one. And, you know, I, I've been uh, lucky. My teammates have always trusted me. I just hit one the other day in Dizzy Rose game winning. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I saw it in the, uh, the Dizzy yeah. tournament. And even when you're still in college, is there a little bit of a kid element of five, four, three, two, and then yeah, for sure. I mean, it's yeah, it's going back to what you did as a kid and just translates to. I mean, I, I pra- I practice doing that a million times, probably. Yeah, yeah, well, I can imagine. Um, you know, even when I played horse, it seemed like Joey was able to <laughs> reject me when we, when we played in, in the uh, driveway, but yeah. um. You know, I, I remember him talking to me about the, the season in Poland, and it's never easy living in a place that you're not used to, but how does um, maybe suffering a losing streak or an impact on morale make that stay? I mean, that you have to try yeah. to maintain your mental health as well as your physical Yeah, when I got there, it was different for me because I wasn't there all year, and he had to, you know, lose a lot of games and not being in a familiar place, but when I got to Poland, I just tried to make it as fun as possible because I was with my family. So I, it, it doesn't bother me because I have my wife and my son. So I have my whole life right there. So I just try to bring that family element to the team, you know, inviting Joey and teammates over to my house and make people more happy and get that team, you know, family bond. So we could, you know, obviously we did something that was so special. It's hard to even explain to people that don't understand. Like, the odds that were stacked against us to even save their team from going down the second league. It was honestly like the best thing in basketball I've done. And what, I mean, you mentioned that uh, at Northern Kentucky, your coach got fired uh, and that happens all the time. People transfer, but 
when your professional coach gets fired, that leaves you vulnerable to possibly losing yeah. your job as a player, doesn't it? Yeah, you got to think. It's just when you when it, as college is done, it's a business now. When it's professional, and they're just trying to win at any cost and do whatever they can in Europe, especially especially in their circumstances where they were losing and they needed to fire a coach. And right. yeah, it was it's definitely challenging when that happens during a professional year. <laughs> well, and you mentioned uh, bringing over all your teammates and. You know, I think I think sometimes American teams have a tough time communicating and getting things to work. So do you have to be friends with your teammates in order for it to be a successful season? I mean, I, th- I think it helps for sure. I mean, yeah. um, I don't think you got to be best friends and hang out with them 24-7, but I feel like you have to have a mutual respect when you're going to go to war and compete and try to win these games and be on the same page and people understand roles. I think that's what our team did well when I got there is, Everybody understood what they needed to do for us to win, and we did it. So, um, yeah, I, I think it helps to be friends. I mean, yeah. I like to have it because it's hard for those guys that are, you know, single people over there that don't have families um, hanging out by themselves all the time. It's hell. It it's that's what you need to do, and you know, have you know your teammates. As much as you love your teammates, did you ever get sick of them? Since that's like the main core that you're going to be seeing for a few months. I never got sick of it. It was so, honestly, it was a blessing for even when I was in France this year. Like, I had really good teammates. And when you're around good people, it makes it so much easier. When it's, you know, bad people, obviously, in anything in life, it's not fun to be around people that are hard to be around. So, I was lucky enough this season that all my teammates were just great people. I know that uh, Joey got a lot of reading accomplished uh, in his yeah, months over, overseas. It was impressive, yeah. What are some things that keep your mind occupied when you're trying to fill time? Uh, he, he's he's uh, my two-year-old son, tax person. Oh, right. Yeah. And he's uh, <laughs> honestly, if I'm not watching, playing basketball and watching basketball, and if I'm not watching basketball, I'm doing something with him and my wife. So we're just playing and yeah. doing whatever to make him happy. He occupies every free time I got, really. Till he goes to sleep, then I'm watching <laughs> basketball. I'm playing video games, FIFA. Okay, cool, man. Uh, you watching any kind of basketball concentrated shows? No, you know, but I, I, I'll watch some Netflix shows too. You know, I, I like to watch some shows too. What What's you rolling with, man? What you got on your list? What's my best? My best show yeah. is to watch my favorite all time. What Peaky Blinders, The Office. Okay. That's those are my routes. My favorite all time top two. Cool, cool. I don't complain about that. You know, Breaking Bad for me, Sopranos. I'm, I'm classic. I haven't know. seen the Sopranos. That's why Joey was trying to put me on, and I couldn't. Oh, I didn't get yeah. the age. I need. To, I was gonna buy it, and they were talking. I'm gonna do it. I need to. You'll, you'll understand a lot more memes that, that Joey sends out by that. You know, once you yeah, you see, will. I know see the Sopranos. Loves it. But um, you know, you have uh, a little boy, and I'm curious, man. You know. My my dad passed away a few years ago, and I've, so, I've sort of oh thank you brother, I've uh I've sort of evolved into him by you know listening to the music he listened to and wearing the clothes that he did. So uh, I know he's only a couple years old, but are you already seeing parts of you in, in your kid? Yeah, dude, that's weird that you say that. I just talked to my wife yesterday, and I was like, "Do you think he acts like me?" And she was like, "Yeah, it's just crazy how the DNA is. Just, that's like." He's my best friend. I love him so much. It's like, I hope he, 
I hope he's better than me. I don't want him to be like me, but you can see the similarities. Does he have some talent already? He's pretty big because when I was a kid, I was like a little man child, but he's pretty he, – he's going to have skills. He's he's running around. He's, he looks fast. He might be a wrestler. Okay. He's been okay. punching a little bit. UFC might have to get, you know, teach him some judo or something. Just asking. I mean, I'm sure you'd be open to the opportunity to coach him uh, once that comes around. Yeah, I'm going to coach him every day, but I, I just want him to – I don't even care if he plays basketball or sports. I just want him to be happy. That's all. You know, as a parent, you can wish for him. Yeah. Whatever route he takes. But I think, obviously, he's going to love sports, hopefully. <laughs> um, and, you know, sports parenting is a difficult thing to manage between, like, being kind of a coach, being a parent. Do you have any advice for parents uh, supporting their kids with sports? Um, you know, I came, my dad was pretty hard on me, but, you know, he became, made me become who I was, you know, on the court and everything. But I would say just, you know, uh, be tough and, but, you know, show compassion and love and it's okay to make mistakes. That's how I've learned, you know, throughout the years, all the stuff that I've done wrong helped me become, you know, the player or person I am. So I think that's the biggest thing, you know, learn through mistakes, coach them, you know, effort for me is when I always told Katie, I just want if he's going to do something, he has to, you know, put the effort in. Like, that's all I care about. So, right. I'm an only child. Do you have siblings, Taylor? I have, uh, yeah, I have siblings, brothers, sisters. And so, all right. yeah. Are they athletic too? They play? My sister played a little tennis, a little softball. Uh, my brother, not so much. No. I just <laughs> kind of, my dad was athletic, though. Okay. Um, did he play college basketball or anything like nah, that? Nah, he went. He was in the Navy. He, uh, you know, and uh, he was football wrestling. He was a he wrestled. Okay, so cool, but fast. He was a track too. <laughs> um, could you have ever imagined? I mean, I was thinking about this with Joey and his uh, all the trips that he's been going on recently. That basketball and and the the salary that it pays you, it, it's a let it's like you see the world. I mean, that's pretty cool to me that you're not limited to one space or country anymore. You've seen a little bit of the world. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I think it's just, it's the best part about my life that I get to experience different cultures. And ever since I was young, I knew, you know, I obviously wanted to be in the NBA, but I knew I was going to do this one day for sure. How, uh, how do people internationally view Americans? How do they view Americans? Yeah. I think they're just curious to, you know, me and see how, you know, people are just like, you know, with different cultures. I've always had good experiences everywhere I've been. They've been very nice and welcoming and okay. understanding of everything. So it's been great. Is patriotism a thing like flags and stuff? That's a kind of a big thing here. Yeah, it, it is for sure. I mean, it's, yeah, I would say in some places, yeah, more than others. But Okay. I, I didn't know how like maybe their country like france, you know obviously in france you know they're passionate about their culture and stuff like that so it's you know it's, it's the same you know virtually in all these different places how americans are not maybe as extreme as a flat you know every you know maybe not but maybe so you know um one, one thing that i can remember talking to uh joey about was the uh coffee shop that looked like friends uh yeah. in poland do you see a lot of American influence on culture in, in different countries? 
Yeah, I, I mean, some you can see it, you know, in some places, but I mean, they for the most part, they got their own, you know, type of way of life where it's just so much different than Americans, you know, how they right. just everything else like move like that, their markets, their, you know, their city where you everything's accessible to walk, be there. It's just, it's just different than America. Okay. Um, from a food standpoint, like fast food or, or something local, is there, is there something that you miss that you wish you could have? Uh, I would say I'd miss like B-dubs wings, like buffalo, like chicken. Like, but other than that, not really because I, mean, I try not to eat that bad, you know. But we had really good food in Poland. And the McDonald's overseas is like better than back home. So. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. that like the, the ingredients are better. The, the menu the same? All the same items. Uh, it's, it's different in some places you go. They have different items. Okay, different tasting soda probably too. A little bit. Yeah, just way less sugar. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have the American touch. Um, yeah, yeah. We're extreme on our <laughs> drinks for sure. Um, I'm only asking this because uh, Joey was a still is a young man uh, with being a basketball player, being in an international place. Uh, did y'all go to any like? nightclubs or or things like that overseas yeah it was there's definitely that you can go anywhere it's we we didn't go out a lot but we went to some places and had you know you know good time but obviously yeah there's in Torin it was a good you know highly populated place so just like any place it has right it's spots and the team that you played for correct me if I'm wrong they were named after gingerbread yeah we're our the nickname was like the hard gingerbread. It's kind of funny. That's what like me and Joey joke around it okay. all the time. And did the did the team have a following? I mean, Joey told me that the the practice facility was sort of like a YMCA. Uh, it was nice. It wasn't like that. It was kind of open. Okay. Uh, it, the arena was beautiful. I mean, it, they had a good following. With the last game was like pretty much sold out. They have great fans. I loved it. It was yeah. great place to play what's a play that um always gets you excited that you feed off the crowd from like in a game yeah i don't know probably a dunk three i don't know anything whatever the hype moment is in the game yeah man see you know the athletic gene and the tall gene waved bye-bye to me a long time ago so you know like <laughs> when's the last time you dunked in a game how does that feel to be able to do in that? a game i've never dunked in a game maybe in eighth grade one time <laughs> okay yeah, but I'm a below the rim player. Okay, fair enough. No, it's, see, dunking for me, I just want somebody in the distance to film it and then have it go down once. Like that's that's all I need it to be. I can fair dunk enough. in warm ups. I can do it. Okay, cool, cool. Oh, um, I did see that when you played in the Dutch league, you were the assist leader, and it, you were part of the All FIBA Europe Cup team. Was there any like special things associated with that? I mean, is that equivalent to like being a NBA All Star? Uh, I mean the so the first you know team that's from like the FIBA Europe Cup, so that's like after season award. So it's like something like that, similar. But okay. the all the assist was just being like you know the leader for that, and yeah, that's nothing really comes with that really. And people overlook this, but I'm going to ask anyway. Uh, how big of a thing is your routine uh, when it comes to shooting free throws? I think it's important to do the same thing every time. I mean, 
why not? You you get it's the easiest shot in basketball. So yeah. minus a layup, but what's um, uh what's your typical routine before you shoot? Just three dribbles, take a deep breath, think about my son or something like right in between. Okay. Try to lock in, say his name. And you know, I wouldn't like being yelled at. <laughs> That's one thing that I don't respond well to is being yelled <laughs> at by somebody. Do you need a specific kind of personality to respond well on the court? I like getting yelled at, honestly. Um, it just depends. I like whatever. Uh, I grew up with that, so my, it kind of is easier for me. But I can take whatever personality comes, you know? Okay. Mean, nice, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Um, oh, right. With, uh, with music, getting ready for a game, need to get hype, need to get ready. What, uh, what's on the playlist, Taylor? Wow, that's tough. It just depends. During the, before games, I'm trying to listen to like chiller music, and then I get kind of hyped before, right before the game. So I, I'm probably gonna listen to Rod Wave. You know, to warm up, slow down. It's a little arm, like a rap. You know who that is, Rod Wave? I don't, but I'll check him out. <laughs> you check him out. You know, it's not like a rapper, but he's like singing a little bit of both, and then. Uh, I don't know who to do right before. I don't know who. It just depends on whoever's hot. N- NBA young boy really, you know, gets me, you know, really pumped up. Gets me going a little crazy. All right. Um, Drake, Drake, some of Drake's songs, obviously, is a go. So I got to listen to maybe a couple. A Boogie, look him up. A Boogie. Okay. One of my I favorites. Yeah. You're more new school than old school, aren't you? Nah, I could be old school. It just depends. Like, I, I love, I love all types of music. Like I'm in, I'm really into, uh, really everything right now. Okay. Uh, how much control did Joey have over the ox court? See, the thing about Joey is he drove, he picked me up before every game. So I let my wife have our car. She only had one car. So he listened to whatever he had on. I was listening to, you know, I like his, I like his music taste. Yeah. He's got, he's got a wide range of things. uh, He does. I like it. (laughs) um you mentioned injuries earlier uh have you had any injuries to this point yeah yeah well in my professional career i just last year i tore my hamstring so wow yep yeah it was kind of not very good when the adrenaline's running you can kind of power your way through it but i mean i played the whole game through it but yeah shouldn't have did it i mean you can't describe the pain but i mean that's that's more difficult afterwards, isn't it, my guy? Yeah, way way more difference. That way harder afterwards for sure. Um, what's the recovery time for something like that? that I, was, I think that? it took me like four, three months, three or four months. Has has there been any uh, alteration to your shot or anything like that? I mean, I, muscle memory is is huge. Where yeah, you, where I would say my shot stayed the same throughout the years. You know, try to stay consistent with the same. That keeps me uh. Yeah, I guess, you know, maybe just trying to hold my follow through more has changed throughout the years. You got some beef in your shot, that's for sure. Yeah. Follow through. Hold that thing. <laughs> hold it, hold it for the crowd, baby. Um oh, pre-game pre-game meal. I know Joey's typically a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. What are you doing? I, I can't I I'm the type I can't really eat a lot before playing. Okay. So uh Maybe just something with some, you know, rice, some pasta, some uh, chicken, maybe, and uh, I'll be good. Maybe throwing a little fruit. Sometimes I don't, 
I, I don't really be eating that much before games because I it's hard for me. Right. So I feel like it slows me down. One of the more recent interviews I did was with uh, Martha Burst, who played at IUPUI and UND. And yeah. I always wondered about this. You ever have to go to the bathroom during a game? Is that ever a problem? Uh, not during the game. I try to, you know, I get all my, you know, stuff out before. <laughs> maybe pee, maybe at halftime. But if you got to do something else, you got to. Some people got routines. You got to get it out of you before the game. Nerves, whatever. <laughs> That's what Tony Kukoc, uh, I think it was Steve Kerr who said yeah, that. You Tony probably do. Kukoc, a lot of people do that. I, you know, yeah. sometimes. He had like a, you know, five-course meal would take a huge crap and then get ready to play the game. That's what he would they said, quote uh, from Steve Bill Kerr. Russell's documentary, he said he used to he could throw, throw up before every game, Bill Russell. From nerves or just? <laughs> yeah, nerves and not nerves, but then it became like, I think, a ritual for his team. It's, it's, you should, it's interesting. You should watch it. In regard to that, uh, superstitions, like having socks inside out, anything like that? No, uh, I try not to, you know – believe in all the superstition i used to be in high school i used to eat like during the jv game i would eat skittles and like a blue or red power every game and i stopped doing that in college but obviously that was the only superstition i ever had in high school i, I know this seems kind of weird but I'm, I'm gonna ask anyway with how a, a team wants to be presented uh and pictures and stuff are were you limited in facial hair or anything like that you could have with the team what uh in Overseas or not? Or yeah, with college? like just the look that you have. I didn't know if you. Would be no, no, they that. don't. They don't tell you. No, no, it's good because a lot of people have beards over there. Okay. Yeah, they're thick. Any tips for maintaining a good beard? Clearly, I don't. Uh, you know, yeah, have I, much. I, 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 I just you know wash it, you know maintain it, get it trimmed, get a good barber to line you up, get you right. That's my tips. <laughs> get get it correctly aligned. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to my barber too, Rick Bowes. Shout him out. That's right. That's right. Got to. You've played all over the world. Are, are you hoping to live internationally? I mean, there, there's other places than the United States. Yeah, that would honestly, I, you know, I, I brought that up with my wife this past year. We, who knows, man? We love Europe. We really do. And we uh, love to be over there. So, and obviously there's so many places to be. Okay. Any place that you're like, no, I'm not going there. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I will never say never to okay. live in somewhere. Every place got good parts. Yeah. Joe Lawson brought up that, you know, Saudi Arabia's got leagues. I mean, there's leagues everywhere. Uh, yeah, I would go play in uh, Saudi Arabia. is beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. Russia, too, with, with the uh, global war yeah. going on. I, I mean, obviously, know. there's stuff going on. But, yeah, that's another great place that, you know, people are playing. And right. obviously, it's good. It's great basketball. Have you heard any horror stories with, um, like, players not getting paid? Yeah, I know a lot of shit. I mean, it, it sucks to say. And it hurt. You know, I think it happens way too often, you know, overseas. But unfortunately, yeah, there's, I've known people that have still don't get paid and haven't. So it sucks. Yeah. I, I would just be cautious of like what league you're getting in. Because the better the yeah, league, I the mean, you got to be, it's not necessarily the league, it's the club or you got to just, you got to do your research. You got to hit up former players. And, Figure out. Is there a place that you haven't played that you would want to at this point? Uh, I mean, I would love to play anywhere. Spain would be cool. Turkey. Uh, where else? Italy would be cool. Right. Um, or even in Asia somewhere. Japan would be cool. Yeah. I, who knows? Anywhere. 
Australia would be a fun place to play. Yeah, it would be. I would think. Um, it should be more easy to accustom to their culture. As far as future ambitions, man, uh, once you're done playing, there's something that you want to accomplish? I just want to, yeah, you know, who I, I don't know yet, but I just want to maybe, I just want to impact younger people's lives through, you know, my own, you know, testimonies of how I, you know, where I came from and who knows whether that's through coaching or whatever I, you know, decide to, you know, do. Um, obviously, I have aspirations to do stuff other than basketball, too, as well as through other stuff. So, you know, honestly, I've been trying to think about more stuff I would want to do when I get done. So, but I honestly would like to do something to help out my community or like back home in Kokomo and, and Indianapolis as well. So, what would you say are the best lessons you've been able to learn about yourself from being a basketball player? I guess I just learned who I, I mean basketball has been a part of my life obviously since I you know said five years old I'm, I'm playing so I'm, I'm about to turn 28 you know so it's been a long time and uh you know just honestly you know the dedication and hard work that I you put into one thing I know that I could translate that to anything in my life and be able to be hardworking and dedicated and focused and driven and something else other than just basketball those lessons that I've taught and had to be coached had to be on time all these things that you know I feel like are going to translate into whatever the next chapter in my life is has been learned through just playing a sport you know and learning from different people and getting you know different cultures that you're around and different everything and like you said I'm going to Europe and being able to be there for multiple you know years and meet different people and experience these things that you know not many people get to experience so yeah, it, it's taught me a lot. Best piece of advice you've uh, received in your career? Um, best piece of advice. That's tough, man. I would say, um, man, you put me on the spot. That's I tough. know, I know. That's a right. tough question. I would, I guess it's, I, you know, I've been talking, you know, I talk to different people just throughout, you know, this isn't just a direct quote, but just to keep, you know, dreaming and just keep being, you know, Nothing that you you can you can think your life, you know, you can manifest what you want in your life by just, you know, writing it down or visualizing it, but making concrete steps into your life where it actually makes sense and you can make, you know, your dream come true. And I'm a testimony to that. Like I told you, I since I was a little kid, I just always believed I was gonna play. And it, you know, I never doubted myself. I've had a lot of opportunities to, you know, doubt and all that, but just got to keep pushing and time and, you know, I believe in God and God's timing always works and he always knows what's coming. So how can people reach out and connect with you, Taylor? Um, just whenever I, you know, I'm pretty on Instagram. So just follow me, hit me up, shoot me a DM and I'll, I'll connect with you as much time as I have. I'm a busy guy, but I, cool. I like to make time to people that reach out to me. Latest uh, highlight tape up and ready. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, you you got to get a new one. Got to have all the material ready, man. Uh, yeah, that was going to be the last uh, bit that I wanted to cover for a player out there trying to put together, you know, his best highlights. What would you recommend including to get seen? I would see what you, just include what you're really good at. What, what you, what you can, uh, what you can do the very best should be on your highlight tape. You know, obviously you want to show some other aspects of your game and stuff like that, but I mean, come on. Show what you can do. There we go. Uh, 
Thank you, man. The first time we met wasn't the best situation because Joey, Johnny, and I come back from Vegas after three days. And, uh, you know, so I'm glad that we can document this show now. That's awesome, man. I'm glad that you reached out and I I love being on here, man. So I appreciate it. Hey, uh, folks, to hear this episode again, make your way over to my content at linktree.com slash JBK on air. You can also get the show anywhere that you get your podcast by searching J-B-K-O-N-A-I-R. And if you feel compelled to donate to the show, there's a link in the description. Until next time, have a great day and a better tomorrow.